My name is Angela. And my name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Welcome to episode 11. Hey, everybody. Are you guys freakishly, ominously spooked out that we're a day late on this episode? No, (laughs) it's okay. We had some technical issues due to recording, so this is a fresh episode. You guys are getting this the day after we record. This is new for us because we usually are like way in advance. Yeah, way in advance. So here we go. Let's dive in. Yes. So Nicole, what had you in stitches? I'm in stitches because I'm at your new farm. Yeah. What is this? What is this place? <laughs> I'm I'm so amazed because it's just like we're on a big farm now. Yep, we did it. We bought a farm. It's kind of crazy. It's, it's so cool, guys. It's big. <laughs> There's a lot going on here. So when we moved here, we've been here for a couple of weeks now, but this is Nicole's first time being here. Yes, it is. And we have chickens so many cute chickens we have okay so the farm came with six adult chickens that Mm -hmm. are already egg layers and so we've been eating fresh eggs every day and that's so much fun to just go out and collect the eggs and eat the eggs and be like look i'm a farmer fresh food like fresh as fresh as can be yes and they're so much yummier that way I so bet. if you can get chickens i recommend it plus they are hilarious to, to watch oh right? my gosh they are ridiculously funny i can, I can I'm, in my head i can picture like six hay hays running around pretty much yes <laughs> they're so derpy and they just run i love it and watching chickens run is so much fun with their two feet so funny they're just like they wiggle they wiggle <laughs> we're both wiggling <laughs> also side note because nicole knew that she was coming to my farm for the first time she's wearing overalls and because i knew this was nicole's first time at my farm <laughs> i'm wearing overalls so we are totally twinning we're right farmers. now <laughs> yes we are i don't farm no, farmer I don't, girls we dress like it also coming soon, I'm starting a YouTube channel. Yay, get it, Angela. I'm not very good. I always forget to record things. It's so funny. There's been so many little things on the farm that I've done, and I'm like, oh, I should have recorded that. Some of them I have recorded, and some of them I haven't. But uh, okay. look out for Angela's Acres on yes. YouTube coming soon. Oh, that is so fun. This It's an amazing, magical place. It is. It's very quaint and it's like so relaxing. It's big, but it's quaint. Like, yeah, I feel good. It's a good, good energy. Yeah, it's a nice energy. Yeah. Um, but I have encountered some ghosties. Don't say that. She scared <laughs> me the other day. She's like, my lights are flickering. I'm like, did you sage the crap out of that place? We did. We saged the house. We saged it twice when we moved in. But I was in my office the other day and the lights were flickering in the office, which they've never done. They're they're on right now. They're not flickering. They're fine. But they were flickering the other day. So I pulled was, out. It wasn't my... windy, right? No. Oh. They were just, they were just flickering. Mm-hmm. And so I pulled out my little ghost hunting equipment ah! and I started asking questions and I got a lot of answers. So she sent them to me. I did. I was like, what is this? I asked the, I had a little tracker on so you could see the little blip moving across, right? right? And I asked it to move to the right and it did. <gasps> and then I asked it to move to the left and it did. <laughs> I'm scared. Don't be scared. I'm scared. No, no, no. Like so I said, you've got to get energy here. here yeah. So I don't feel no, that bad I here. Think, I think it was a great energy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We have heard some weird noises at night, but... <laughs> 
Nicole's face. It's amazing. It's so good. Amazing. Take a stitch. (laughs) But the farm is amazing. Okay. It's wonderful. No. You're very happy here. It's beautiful here. I'm so happy that you got a farm. And we're going to get alpaca someday. It's like becoming more and more real. So we're going to get alpaca and then I'm going to harvest their fleece and we're going to make yarn and it's going to be amazing. Amazing. (laughs) Okay. So I think that's it for what has us in stitches. Are we ready to dive into the episode? Because I am so ready to dive in. I love our subject matter today. I'm very excited. Then let's get stitching. Okay, Stitchers. So for our stitch today, in honor of our subject matter, which is Mothman. Mothman. And by the by, the Mothman Festival is next weekend, guys. No, it's this weekend. It's this weekend? (laughs) I thought it was next weekend. It's this weekend? It's happening right now as we're talking? It is happening tomorrow. (gasps) Yeah, it's, well, probably when you guys hear this, it's probably happening today. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's yeah. on our bucket list. We want to go to the Mothman Festival. <laughs> we have a huge bucket list growing. But yes, we it, will talk more about that when we get into story. Yeah. Time. Yeah. So we'll you know, when we end our story, we're going to actually discuss the actual festival itself and what happens there. But yeah, it's happening now, which <gasps> is so neat. Like time flew by for us. So I want to go to there. Yeah, me too. It's going to be so fun when we eventually get to go. Yes. So, but Angela's got the coolest stitch for this. Yeah, I'm doing a butterfly stitch today. So in honor of Mothman, you know, I thought it would do a nice butterfly. There are so many variations of a butterfly stitch, but I thought this one was pretty cool and unique. Yes. And it's a little bit lopsided, but it corrects itself once you get to the lopsidedness. But it's, it's a really neat stitch. So let me talk you guys through it really quick. So you're going to chain in multiples of two. So any multiple of two you want to go to, you need a multiple of two. What? Okay, real quick. Yes. What would you, because I've seen this stitch now. You just yes. demonstrated it. What do you think we would use this stitch for? Like what kind of? Application? Correct. I think it would be a great like baby blanket. Okay. Because it's, it's light and airy, right? It's light and airy. It would okay. feel really nice in baby yarn. Mm-hmm. Instead, well, I'm, you know, using Red Heart because that's what, you know. Red Heart. Red Heart Super Saver. (laughs) What we got. Red Heart Super Saver. And I'm using a nice country blue because we are out in the country now. Look at our themes. (laughs) Love it. I just, I I told her blue would be really pretty and she picked like the the best blue for this. So you'll see this on the YouTube. So if you pop over to YouTube and watch us crochet. Yeah. You'll see my nice farm hands now. I've got farm hands going on (laughs) doing this butterfly stitch. So I think it would make a nice baby Baby blanket. blanket. It's very holy and airy. So it would also be a nice like kind of summertime Mm. lap blanket as well. Perfect. So butterfly blanket. So you're going to chain multiples of two and then plus one for your turn. Okay. Any multiple of two plus one. Two plus one. Two plus one. (laughs) Three. Math. (laughs) Math. We're so good at math. Oh, goodness. And then you're going to start in the second chain from the hook. So in the second chain from the hook, you're going to insert your hook and pull up a loop 
and then you're going to yarn over and pull through just one loop. So you are not completing a full single crochet. That's right. You're completing a half a single crochet. Okay. So you're going to wind up with two loops on your hook at that point. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to insert your hook into the next chain and pull up a loop. So then you'll have three loops on your hook. And then with those three loops, you're going to do a double crochet. So you're going to yarn over, pull through two, okay. yarn over, pull through two. Okay. So that's a double crochet. Double crochet. Then you're going to chain one. Okay. That is the butterfly. That's it. Yeah. It takes two stitches to do the butterfly. It takes two to make the things go right. <laughs> now I'm Angela <laughs> today. I love it. <laughs> I love how much I'm rubbing off on her. That's so much fun. I'm like stomping my feet. She's, that's so fun. She's moving a lot. I am. Yeah. I, I've, it. I've had a lot of coffee and, and I have even more. We're having even more. So watch out by the end of this episode, we're going to be talking so fast. I don't want to talk fast because I know I can do it, but I won't do it. Oh my goodness. Okay. okay. So got it again. So then we go into the next stitch. So normally after you chain one, you skip a stitch and mm -hmm. you don't skip anything here. So you're going to go Always into the, the next. next stitch okay. or the next chain. You're going to insert your hook, pull up a loop, yarn over, pull through one loop. I oh, got it. Then you're going to insert your hook into the next loop, yarn over, pull through one loop. You will have three loops on your hook at this point, and then you're going to do like a double crochet. So you're going to yarn over, pull through two, mm -hmm. yarn over, pull through two, mm -hmm. and then chain one. Easy. That's it. That's a butterfly. And so you're going to do that all the way to the end of your chain row. Okay. So when you get to the end of the row, you're going to chain one and turn. And you will notice that you have a space and then like a single thread and then another space. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. A space, a single thread, and another space. So what you're going to do is you're going to insert your hook into that first space. The big space, right? The big space, pull up a loop, mm -hmm. yarn over, pull through one. Okay. Then you're gonna go into the next space on the other side of that single thread. Right. Insert your hook, pull up a loop, okay. and then you'll have three loops on your hook. And then you're going to do that double crochet, yarn over, pull through two, yarn over, pull through two, chain one. Then you're going to find your next big space, space. next big space. Okay. So again, it's going to be separated by that one single thread. Right. Right. So then you're going to insert your hook, pull up a loop, yarn over, pull through one. Mm -hmm. So now you have two loops on your hook. Insert your hook into the next big space. space. And then you have three loops on your hook. Yarn over, pull through two, yarn over, pull through two, and chain one. And you're going to do that all the way to the end. Now, at the end, there it's going to be kind of lopsided because of the way that it started. Right. So only on row two, mm -hmm. you're going to end this row with a half double crochet so uh, that it comes up to the right yes, height. that's right. Okay. Then you're going to chain one. Okay. And then when you start row three and beyond, mm -hmm. that very first space you're going to do an entire butterfly that's stitch that's right okay right yes so you'll do an entire butterfly stitch the in that very stitch. first space okay then you'll be correct you'll see it it'll be clear on the youtube channel yes yes check out the hands check out the hands videos yes. they're so much fun and they're we're getting better at them too so that's <gasps> exciting i love it nicole's been working hard on our youtube channel so I'm keep checking us out even better and yes this is going to be please come check us out because that's where you're going to see everything all the details of every stitch we do the projects we're going to do we might even include some bonus stuff eventually so Yay. 
take a look at the YouTube channel. Yeah, jump over to YouTube. Yes. It's fun. Yeah. Okay, so that's it for Stitch Time. I am dying to talk about Mothman. I, I know. love Mothman so Mothman much. Mothman is so cool. Okay, are we ready for story time? It's story time. Friday, December 15th, 1967. Okay, this is only, what, 10 days before Christmas. We can do math. <gasps> yes, we can. Yes. 10 days before Christmas. 10 days. We are in Mason County, Virginia, and residents were out and about returning from work or out preparing for the holidays. Lots of big rigs on the road, so traffic was crazy. Yeah, they got to deliver all the presents. Yes, for or Santa. For Santa. Because <laughs> Santa. Santa's there, right? Yeah, he's, Santa, he's Santa uses Amazon a lot. So <laughs> Amazon's heavy during I guess Christmas. not in the 60s, but you Oh, uh, yeah, never mind. Okay. But yeah, you know it. You, you get the picture. At roughly 5 o'clock p.m., a loud gunshot-like noise rang out from the Silver Bridge. <gasps> okay. And within just 20 short seconds, the bridge gave way and collapsed into the frigid Ohio River. Oh, no. Yeah. Very sad. 32 vehicles were completely destroyed. <gasps> and sadly, 46 people perished in the tragic chaos. Oh, no. And out of all these lives, only two of the victims were never found. Oh, my gosh. Yes. They didn't find two whole bodies? Two whole bodies. Oh, poor people. Yeah. And they're sadly, you know, still either at the bottom of the Ohio River or they were carried away. So after a very long, lengthy investigation on April 6, 1971, remember this, this is like four years later. Four years. Yes, because we can do math now. It's four years. <laughs> I wish you guys could have heard this in the old recording. I was like, it's five years. <laughs> Nicole's like, no, four. We can do math. I'm we like, oh, yeah, math. we can do it. We can do it. If we can crochet, we can do math. Right? <laughs> I hope so. We can sing music and learn how to play music. Right. Can... That's so funny because our given professions music is math it's totally math and we're both we just can't count it's no, so funny because we're moms now that's <laughs> okay but in 1971 they concluded that a defect in a single link the i-bar 330 fracture i-bar 330 <laughs> shout out to that i-bar and the small crack grew through internal corrosion oh no yeah so and the research using an I-bar chain design versus the original design to use conventional wire cables came in at a lower price. Ah. Uh, Cheapskates. People, when you're building bridges, don't go cheap. Don't go cheap. That's Especially not in the a way to go. That oh, you're my using goodness. Constantly, right? Right. In the West Virginia Transportation website, it mentioned that ominously. The engineering <laughs> news record article noted that it was not possible to make any adjustments in the chains, hangers, or trusses after erection. Oh, so even if they used the I-bar, they couldn't have done anything about it but afterwards. They, yeah. It's just that so what is what they it did, is. It is what it is, unfortunately. <sighs> and they should have kind of caught that before. Yeah. Uh, right before the collapse of the Silver Bridge, some locals claim to have seen a large, mysterious creature flying above the bridge. This creature they all claimed was the Mothman. <gasps> the Mothman. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to backtrack a little here. Okay. I want to leave this question on the table real quick as we dive into the Mothman. Okay. Kay. Was this creature there to warn everyone? 
Ooh. Or was he more of an evil entity and caused the disaster? No. Or was he even at the bridge? Ooh. Okay. So I'm going to leave that there. Hey, real quick too. What I'm yes. going to do, I, I I forgot to tell you this. So I'm going to okay. dive into the stories of Mothman. Okay. We're going to go into theories of the Mothman. Ooh. And then we'll talk about the festival. Okay. Yay. Yay. Love a party. Party. Okay. Mothman, Mothman, ferry <laughs> me across the sea. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's a song called Boatman, and that's been playing in my head this whole time. I had to let it out. Boatman, boatman, ferry me across the sea. Hurry, hurry, take me now. And I think What's that from? I, it's just, a musical? No, I think it's just a an old, I don't know. I learned it in choir in high school, so I don't even remember what it was. Boatman. <laughs> but now it's Mothman now it's in Moth my Man. head. Mothman, like Mothman. La Llorona, right? <laughs> la, 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 Llorona. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay we gotta keep this going all right okay rewind in history okay to... <laughs> it's like the scooby-doo okay november 12th 1966 to clendenin west virginia clendenin west virginia west virginia mountain mama take me home country road how to finish it. it okay keep going okay here we come upon the scene of kenneth duncan digging a grave for his father-in-law homer smith oh, in a cemetery no. with four other men movement in the sky causes duncan to look up and he <gasps> sees a human-like figure fly out of the surrounding woods and glides over their heads oh my goodness the other four men did not see the figure even though oh. websites all over the place were like they both they all saw they it, all saw yeah, it. no no duncan was the only one mm. duncan stated that it was gliding through the trees and it was in sight for about a minute Ooh. then november 16th the athens messenger paper hit the stands and in homes with an article written by mary hire mary hire yes higher and higher oh we are in song mode today i know <laughs> You started it. I did start it. wasn't even me. (laughs) All right. Winged red eye thing chases point couples across countryside. Ooh. The article delves into the details of a creepy encounter on November 15th, 1966. Okay. Two newlywed couples, Steve and Mary Mallet and Roger and Linda Scarberry, which are 18 to 20 year olds. <gasps> yeah, they're Ooh, really young, young, young and wed. <laughs> they were joyriding in Point Pleasant and wanted to basically find a place to, well, have some adult time. Mm-hmm. Some websites say they were still driving. Some claim they had parked and were having some fun. But either way, they were near an old shut down World War II munitions plant known as the TNT area. TNT! <laughs> Factory <laughs> was also known as a popular makeout area. I'm not hey. going to get through this story because Angela's like making me laugh so hard today. <laughs> All right. I'm on a tear. We haven't seen each other in like three oh, weeks. Forever. In their headlights, they see a strange creature. <gasps> this six to seven foot creature. Is oh my goodness. Hairy. Ooh. grayish in color, oh. muscular legs Ooh. with large glowing red eyes and giant wings folded along its back. Oh, no. Now, That'll, that's enough to kill the mood right there, I oh, think. Oh, no, I'd be gone. I'd be like, nope. <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> now, if you're hearing the driving version, they say as soon as the car got closer to the creature, its wings spread out and <gasps> hobbled in a weird way towards the power plant. 
Oh. In the makeout version, Ooh. Linda turns towards the headlights and sees the creature standing in front of their car. Mm-hmm. Either version, the couples immediately freak out yeah. and demand Roger to get the hell out of there. <laughs> get out of here, get Roger. It. They speed off thinking they left the creature at the TNT area, but lo and behold, when they reach a traffic circle on Route 62, they spotted the creature flying in front of them. Oh. Yeah. They start booking it, reaching speeds of 100 miles per hour, and the creature kept pace with them. What? Yeah. Oh, my miles gosh. Per hour. That is a nightmare. You can't outrun this winged thing. I'm surprised that is they didn't like crash. You right? Know, or just, you know, yeah. They just, oh, they, my they're gosh. They're able to focus on the road. Keep their wits about them going mm-hmm. 100 miles an hour while being chased by a Some flying creature. creature. Well, they turned into what is known as the C.C. Lewis Farm, and the creature flew in front of their car again. Oh, my gosh. Okay, quick note. So okay. Keep this in your mind. All right. When they drove into the road, they saw what appeared to be a large dead dog lying on oh, the road. Oh, puppy. Yes, poor puppy. Reports after this really don't say anything after the couple's movements, but they were able to leave the farm without being harmed, attacked, or ever sighting the creature again. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. They went straight to the police to report their wild encounter where Deputy Sheriff Millard Halstead believed the couples. Wait, the police believed the couple's report? They actually believed the couple's. That's crazy. Well, most likely because there were large claw marks in Roger's car. Oh. Yeah, I read this one in one article. I didn't see that everywhere else. So it could be true. could be not. Take it with a grain of salt. Okay. But that's what they're saying why he believed them. The couples and police returned to the farm, but they didn't spot the creature nor the dead dog. So that disappeared. Oh, no. Deputy Halstead had then driven over to the TNT area with another policeman. They didn't see the creature, but they did report on finding a strange pile of dust. A strange pile of dust. Where where would that come from? And why would it be strange? I don't know. I mean, I have piles of dust on my (laughs) farm. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So I don't know. That's just a weird anomaly. Huh. However, though, when the deputy returns to his car and starts the radio, an ear-piercing screech comes over the dispatcher, and it's not feedback or a technical glitch. This screeching sound he has never heard before. (gasps) He claims that whatever this sound was, it was coming from something alive. Uh oh! <laughs> <laughs> I just did this amazing take to Nicole. I wish you guys could have seen that. her face. I was looking down at my my crochet because yeah. I'm doing the She's butterfly, crocheting. and and I just like looked up at her and was like, "What?" <laughs> Shocked face. That was amazing. <clears throat> take a stitch. That I, I, I well, here we go. Okay, because of the news article of this event landing smack dab on the front page of the newspaper, more and more locals claim to have seen the same creature. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Okay, on, on that same November evening, the couples were spooked by that same creature. It was around 10.30 p.m. when Merle Partridge of Salem, West Virginia, this is roughly 100 miles northeast of Point Pleasant. Okay. He was watching his TV shows when the TV started to get kind of fuzzy and all of a sudden emitted a loud buzzing sound. Oh. He stood up to fix it, but as soon as he stood up, he felt an inexplicable feeling of doom wash over him. <gasps> 
All of a sudden, it's followed by a loud screeching sound from outside. Ooh. Merle described the sound as metal scraping against metal. Oh. Yeah, I don't like that sound. No. As soon as the noise started up, his dog Bandit started loudly howling. Bandit. So he thinks it's some kind of wildlife critter and he grabbed his flashlight and he went to investigate. As soon as he stepped outside, Merle sees two red glowing lights that were moving simultaneously 150 yards away next to his pump house. Oh, no. Right. There's That's an inter- pretty ominous. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, what is that? I'd probably go back inside at that point. Too. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, nope, I don't need I'm to good. know. We're, yeah, we're good. I'm good. You do your thing. You do. I'll just be in here. <laughs> you do you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. Now, there's an interview of him on the documentary, The Mothman of Point Pleasant. And even though websites all claim he saw two red glowing eyes, he stated in his interview that he saw red lights going around. They weren't eyes or anything like that. First thing entered my mind was it was a helicopter, but there Mm. was no noise. Oh, no. Helicopters are loud. No, they're super loud. Yeah. But like I said, it's everyone in every other website like, oh, no, they're two big eyes. No, he even clearly states they're not eyes. They're not eyes. They're lights. But they're red glowing lights. Yeah. His dog bandit flipped out and ran after the lights. (gasps) Bandit. No. That's what dogs do. Merle tried to call him back in and bandit didn't respond. Oh, bandit. Yeah. Poor doggy. Merle is so terrified, he let his dog run away, and he went back inside to try to sleep. What? But he had a loaded rifle by his side. But go get your dog, man. Yeah, no, it's too late. Oh, Bandit. Poor doggy. The next morning, he searched for Bandit, and he saw his tracks. They went to the pump house. They went in circles, (gasps) and then poof, gone. Well, where did Bandit go? Up in the sky. I don't know. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's bandit. <laughs> it's a flying dog. <laughs> Somehow he had magical powers. Oh, puppy. Yeah. He couldn't locate bandit. And the question is, was the dead dog the couple saw at the farm in Point Pleasant bandit? No, you shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. But that was oh. the, that's the whole mystery because they saw a dead dog. But then it, the then it was, was gone. gone. But Bandit disappeared, too. And it was 100 miles away? 100 miles away. Oh, man. So you never know. But I have no idea. What? No idea. Oh, my gosh. Now, back to Point Pleasant. The day after the event, Deputy Sheriff Halstead decided to hold a press conference about the sighting. And after debriefing the room, journalists points out that the description of the creature resembles one of Batman's foes, Killer Moth. Killer Moth. And that's when the creature is dubbed Mothman. Mothman. There you go. I love it. Mothman. Soon after, locals were freaking out about the incident and hundreds of them armed themselves and drove to the TNT area. Oh, no. The mob. It's like Frankenstein going after Frankenstein's monster. Exactly. There were miles and miles of these mobs trying to track down the creature to the point where the National Guard had to step in to do some crowd control. Oh, my gosh. Right? How, how did that happen? That's, that's, that's pretty insane. crazy. But that night, November 16th, 1966, Marcella Bennett was visiting her sister, whom lived very close to the TNT area. She was walking to her car with her brother, carrying her three-year-old daughter. As she reached her her door handle, she recalls seeing a figure in front of her so close 
that she could have reached out and touched it. What? It's like close as you and me. Oh, she just, I'm, that, like, I'm giving like chills. Don't do that. <laughs> ah! It was really dark. So she at first thought she was looking at a man, but she recalls him looking really gray with no human feet and then noticed the huge wings and immediately tried to run away. <gasps> yes, I would run away. And she's holding her and baby. She's holding her baby. <gasps> oh, this is nightmare material, Nicole. It's a movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's 100% a movie. a movie. But she froze. <gasps> then when she tried to run, she fell on top of her daughter who was crying. Oh, no, poor baby. I know, I know. Oh my goodness. Her brother yelled at her to get up and hurry. So she was able to do just that, but with her daughter, thankfully. They get into the house, lock the door. But then they heard the creature hit the door as it followed them. Oh, no. Marcella claims she was in and out of consciousness at this point, which I would be too. I would be fainting. Uh, I would be out of it. Oh, my gosh. But she knew it wasn't a being of this world. (gasps) And her child was okay, by the way. Oh, good. Oh, my gosh. It's like ah! nightmare material. Seriously. Okay, also in November 1966, a local named Bob Bosworth was driving Bob around. Bosworth. I got this wrong the first time I we know, did this. Bob so she's Bob making Worth. fun of me. Bob Bobsworth. No, it's Bob Bosworth. Um, so he was driving around on his motorcycle with a friend on a road close to the TNT area. He claimed the moon was just so full and bright that they decided to turn their headlights off. No, don't do that. Right? That's that stupid. is not smart. It's just a dumb teenage thing, I think. They rode close to the large three-story old power plant building in the TNT area and caught a glimpse of something all the way at the top that encased two large red eyes. <gasps> oh. Bored and curious as little teenage kids kids are Mm -hmm. they ended up stopping at the building towards the entrance and looked up and those there were those large red eyes looking down at them still oh no they parked and headed up the building why because they're curious leave it alone they didn't want to do that people yep the moon was bright and shining into the building they reached the third floor and were able to see an outline of something that slowly walked towards them (gasps) No. <laughs> so creepy. It's like a shadow creature coming right? towards Coming them. at you. No, thank you. Yeah, it stayed in the dark area of the building, so they couldn't make it out completely. But in his interview, he said he couldn't see the red eyes, and he theorized that it was because no light was hitting the creature. Oh, no eye shine. So no reflection. Yeah. But the shape he compared it to was a robin, and that the chest bellowed out really far and tapered in with the wings in the back Pushing out the chest a little. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks kind of like and more like an owl than it a does, robin. which could, yeah, you know, very. But I mean, I think it was so big that it yeah, but owls are not. No, they're not like six big. feet tall. Well, neither are robins, <laughs> unless it's Batman sidekick. <laughs> hey, yo, back to the Mothman. Mothman, killer moth. Yep. He claimed there was no neck, but the head just sat upon his shoulders. Then mm. the creature turned and started walking on the cat way oh, away no. from them. So, oh, away, going yeah, away, going okay. away, and just heard its large wings flapping away. Another story. Oh, good. Faye Dewitt Laporte was curious about the Mothman along with her siblings. Of course, she was. So they were all little kids at this point. I mean, not little, little, but you know, teenagers. So they ended up driving out to the old TNT area as well Uh, to find the creature. Faye. Yeah. Come on. Yep. 
don't go seeking trouble. No, You'll they, find it. And I think they're just so bored, right? They're like, let's well, go check out the Well, they need a farm that they can work. They can come here. <laughs> come work at my farm. Well, once they turned off the main road into the dirt area near the TNT plant, they spotted a creature next to the passenger window where Faye was sitting. <gasps> As they're driving, and it was keeping up with the car. Oh, no. Of course, because it can at least fast. go 100 miles an hour. Exactly. Oh, man. They kept doing sharp turns, thinking they'd lose it, but the creature kept up with the car next to the window. He's, like, racing them. Yes. Aw. He's, like, playing. He's a very playful mothman. Yeah, he just wants to check out. We talked about this before. We will go into it again. Okay. They abruptly stopped near the TNT area in the loading dock, and the creature jumped <gasps> onto the hood of their car, <laughs> crouched down, but then slowly stood up and kept looking between her brother in the driver's seat and Faye. Oh, he's like, who do I get yeah, first? Where do we go? Her siblings at this point were crying and freaking Aww. out in the back seat, and her older brother yelled at them to get down on the ground of the car. <sighs> then the creature jumps off the car, ran over to the power plant building, and Faye recalls the creature jumping to the top of the building. Able she, to leap tall buildings in a single bound. <laughs> exactly. But she doesn't remember wings flapping, so definitely just the jumping. Oh, okay. Strong. Did it do? Did she say if it opened its wings while it jumped or it just nope. jumped? I think she just remembered it jumping. jumping. Okay. Her brother was stupid enough to open the car door and of started. Of course he was. He's only of course up. he was. I want to see what this is. He started hurtling coal chunks at the creature from Why? behind his car door. Dude. It left you alone. Right? You leave leaving. it alone. Nope. Come on. Trying to provoke the creature. Ah. Uh, one of the large pieces landed. <laughs> Mom always said, stupid is a stupid does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. One of the large pieces landed so close to the creature's leg and the, his foot that it stood straight up. Oh, no. Yeah. Why would you do that? Dumb, dumb. Her brother freaks out and jumps back in the car. And when she looked up at the creature, it opened up the prettiest set of wings you'd have ever seen on anything. Oh, well, that's nice. Sure. She remembered the pretty she wings. She remembered the pretty wings. And uh. she even said that prettiest set of wings. But they were huge. And she mm -hmm. said it didn't flap them like birds would do to take off. She says it just opened them up and glided away. That's what everyone says. Exactly. It's matching a lot of that. Oh, wow. It's not a flapping bird, everybody. Nope. And we'll get into that some more. Oh, yeah, because I know it's okay. Well, we'll get into that. I don't want I'm not. I'm trying She's not trying to, skip to spoil ahead. everybody. <laughs> don't spoil it. I'm not. More and more sightings keep pouring in all around Point Pleasant at this point, And they all claim it's a large bird like creature. Another, but not a bird. But not a bird. Another noteworthy sighting happened on November 21st in Charleston. Charleston, Charleston. Da, 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 da. Okay. I think of Charleston Chew. Have you ever had one of those? Yes, I love them. They're so good. They're really chewy, but really yummy. <laughs> the, the nougat yes, and the chocolate. The nougat. Yes, mm, so good. So yummy. Charleston is a suburb about an hour away from Point Pleasant. Richard West called the police and reported seeing a Batman over, <laughs> Batman! <laughs> over <laughs> six feet tall with a wingspan of about eight feet sitting on the roof of his neighbor's home. Oh, no. Right? And he had huge red eyes. See, red eyes. Red eyes. The police asked if he flew away, and Richard basically says it rose up and hovered in the air like a helicopter, <gasps> not like a bird flapping his wings. They just again hover, again. opens the wings and hovers. Nothing does that. 
in real life like hummingbirds Except, can hover but, yeah, but they're, they're beating tiny. their wings yeah and oh tiny. yeah but they're just they're they're beating them so fast yeah right? yeah and you can see that kind of yeah they're definitely not like six or seven feet tall hovering in the air like that that's crazy December 4th, 1966. I had to throw this story in here. Uh, five pilots from the Gal- uh, Gallipolis Airport are Gallipolis hanging. Gallipolis Airport. Gallip- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do it again, <laughs> and then you made me mess that up. Gallipolis Airport, yes. Okay. Okay, they're hanging out between flights, and they look up, and they see a small airplane swerving erratically in the sky above the landing strip of the airport. Uh-oh. When a drunken pilot up drunken there pilot. or Launchpad McQuack? Either one. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> when it flies directly above their head in their clear eye line of sight, they realize it's not an airplane, but a massive bird. <gasps> or is it a bird? I don't think it's a bird. This one, again, may be taken with a grain of salt because they claim it had a really long neck. Oh, Mothman does not have a really long neck. Does not have a really long neck. Others Mm. portray their encounters a little differently. But remember the claims of seeing a pterodactyl? A pterodactyl? The dinosaur. Oh, could be a pterodactyl. Okay. But yeah, there, there have been sightings, I don't know if in the 60s and 70s, but... Of pterodactyls still flying around. I forgot what they exactly call it, but yeah. So, hey, that could be a different cryptid altogether, but who knows? Well, pterodactyls were at least real. We have skeletal proof of them, fossils. Right, but they're saying that there's still one alive somewhere in the United States. Ooh, interesting. Totally different story, but just wanted to give that one out there. Okay. All right. UFO sightings start happening more and more frequently, which I promised to get into later. Okay. But Mothman sightings start tapering off in May 1967 and then ramp back up in November of 1967. Oh, because that's when the, okay, that's right before the bridge, right? Correct. Ha ha. See math. I'm remembering things. Okay. So Mothman is like all over the place in 66. Correct. And beginning of 67 and then tapers off and then comes back. And then comes back in the fall. In the fall of Mm -hmm. 67. Okay. Timelines. I got it. I got it. it. Now, November 16th, Mary Heyer, remember the reporter? Higher and higher. Yes. She reports more sightings of the Mothman, most of them stating it's flying overhead, many cars driving on country roads. Country road, take me home to the place I belong, West Virginia. (laughs) See, we came back to that. Okay. Full (laughs) circle. It's the circle of life. Do you guys, can you tell we were having our coffee now? I need more now. Did you finish your coffee? Almost. Two two cups of coffee here. Oh, no. This is like three. I didn't tell you I had one this morning. (laughs) (laughs) We're like the Gilmore girls. Like, I can't get enough coffee, man. So November 1966. Late November 1967. We got another story. An elderly businessman in downtown Point Pleasant sees what he describes as a flaming-eyed gargoyle standing in his front lawn. Oh, no. They stare at each other for a little bit, and then the creature takes off straight up in the air without flapping its wings. (gasps) See, it's hovering again. It's not a bird. Not a bird, people. 
alas, the very tragic event happens on December 15th, 1967, with the Silver Bridge collapse. Ten days before Christmas. Hey. Because math. Because <laughs> hashtag math. <laughs> hashtag math. And after this catastrophe, sightings of the Mothman pretty much cease in Point Pleasant. Oh, where'd he go? Gone. Okay, speculations. Ready? I'm ready. Is it a curse? No. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> okay. We I, I, I have my theory on what Mothman yes, is. Yes, we both actually, okay. I think I agree with Angela, but okay. Yes. In the documentary of the Mothman of Point Pleasant, uh -huh. there are claims that the bloody history of Point Pleasant slaughtering of Native Americans, mass graves, and graves of Native Americans scattered around the town had created a curse here. Ooh. Chief Cornstock, the chief of the Shawnee tribe, was murdered over a land dispute on November 10th, 1777. 1777. But November. November 10th. 10th. 19th. <laughs> she almost did what I did. See, I was about to do the same thing. 1777. Wow. Okay. Legend is on his dying breath, he cursed Point Pleasant for 200 years. I don't know why that number, but they said... 200 years wouldn't you just curse it forever i don't know well yeah that would be more convenient than trying to like do the math <laughs> when's 200 years 200 years this falls in the 200 yeah. year category there you go 1977 would be 200 years it would be 19 well because 1970 well the, the event happened 1967 so it happened yeah 200 it, years yeah 10 years shy of 200 years yep. because math we can do it now <laughs> That's going to be a shirt for us because, because math. math. <laughs> I love it. Buy our merch today. You can't. We don't have any yet. Not yet. One day. One day. In 1923, locals actually found a playbill that had this tragic scene with the curse written into the script. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's how they were able to kind huh. of figure that out, too. In the documentary, they point out that between 1913 and 1937, the Ohio River flooded constantly and disasters kept happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah, real curse. Okay. 1914, there were sightings of a bird man, <gasps> always prior to some disastrous event. In 1914? Yes. Birdman. Professor James Gay Jones of Glenville State College had written about Birdman encounters in his book Haunted Valley. And in 1914, he depicts sightings of a large bird-like creature with the head of a man and a wingspan of at least a dozen feet. Oh. Was Mothman part of this ancient curse? No, I think he was just visiting again. Well, if so, why wasn't the land more plagued with problems in the 1800s? Right. And why wasn't the Birdman or Mothman spotted in the 1800s? Right. Because if they're, you know, taking down the history. We had in written the history in the 1800s. Yeah, yeah, we had tons. I mean, sure, there was like Civil War and things going on at that time. But like, maybe he was in the Civil War. <sighs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> But I don't know. That was that's a that's just a, a case. But then also, I mean, Mothman, as many of you guys know, if you're familiar with this cryptid, mm -hmm. is spotted all over the place, not just in that one area, which we'll get into. Right. Yeah. So, so I don't think so. I don't think he's part of a curse. I don't think so either. I think people were just looking for an omen, something to blame Excuses. The, the bad misfortune on. Well, for what they did. Yes. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. Okay. Be Spiky. nice to each other. Be good to each other. <laughs> be good. 
Okay, speculation number two. Okay. Is it a UFO? Oh. In 1966, Woodrow Derenberger reported a UFO landing in front of him and a being got out of the craft and stood in front of his car, telepathically oh. talked to him okay. and told him his name was Indrid Cold. I hate that. I know you do. In Ohio, 1966, a woman reports a UFO landing in a parking lot near her, and two men exit the UFO only to ask her questions in a strange dialect. And yes, she reported this to the newspaper. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Then, okay. at the same time, two men in Parkersburg near where Derenberger was traveling say they had an encounter with the same Indrid Cold character. Indrid Cold again? Yes. They oh. called it the Grinning Man. <gasps> I got chills. I don't like it. I, I like don't it. like it. Most likely. <laughs> like, I like it. We will cover Indrid Cold in another podcast oh, episode because be there's good. so much about him or it or whatever. Yeah. And in the Ohio Valley, nightly reports of UFO sightings were happening frequently. Oh. Yeah. Just nights after the couples reported seeing the Mothman. Uh-huh. A few people went to the TNT at night to see it, but instead they reported seeing UFOs in the sky above. Oh. And interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love her reaction. In December and January of 1966, or well, I guess 1966, 1967, there were reports going around about encounters with these so-called men in black we that wore men in black. Okay, that wore black suits. <laughs> I like the percussion. Thank you. <laughs> they drove around in black cars and claimed they worked for undisclosed branches of the government. Uh huh. Most of the reports claim their behavior was very unusual and even unearthly. Uh-huh. For example, not knowing how to use a fork to eat in a diner <laughs> or not really chewing, just swallowing food. Oh, or that's going to be crazy to see. That would be so creepy. Or not speaking English very well. <laughs> in January 1967, Mary Hire, the newspaper reporter that was digging into the Mothman reports. Right. She claimed that two men in black visited her while working in her Point Pleasant office. Uh-oh. Yeah. They questioned her about the Mothman sightings. <gasps> I couldn't find anything else about the meeting, though. Okay. So, all right. So, men in black, we all know, because mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very common knowledge, right? Because <laughs> of those movies, man. Because of movies. But men in black deal with extraterrestrial. They, they deal with alien. UFOs. They deal with the UFO. Constantly. Yeah. So if they're asking her about the Mothman, this is going on a tangent that I really like. So I'm pointing this, this out. Because this is, this is going with my theory. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to announce my theory yet, oh, okay. but we're getting there. Okay. Or, or wait, are we no, done no, with we the can, UFO no, no, thing? Not yet. Just okay. one more. All right. Okay. May okay. 19th, 1967, two women report seeing a dark form with two bright, brilliant red lights hovering in the sky above Route 62 mm -hmm. near the TNT area. Yep. They look closer and they think their red lights are eyes that belong to a man. Ooh. And then a larger bright red light appears in the sky close to the man above them. They approach each other until they seem to merge. What? The woman drove straight to the police to report the incident. Everybody is like going to the police and the police are like, huh? yes, we believe you. Yeah, UFOs. But that's so funny. But they can't that's do anything just funny about to it, me. right? No, they can't do anything to me about the like nowadays. And it just 
could be because we live in Southern California, mm-hmm. kind of in a large metropolitan area. If we went to the police and we're like, we saw a they'd UFO, be like, you're they'd be like, drugs. sure you did. <laughs> Take a drug test, go yeah. pee in this cup. Yep. <laughs> they wouldn't like automatically believe us. No. But I'm guessing if this is like a small town and, and they know each other. Been, like I'm sure so many calls have been coming in about the Mothman That's and true. UFOs. So it's like constantly coming in. So I mean, they can just write it down and that's it, right? Right. Hours later, after the woman drove to the police to report the incident. Yes. There are reports of seeing a flaming UFO land in a field near the junior high school. Oh, no. Okay. So that's the end. Here's my my theory. Maybe. Maybe. The Mothman is like a creature that belonged to the aliens and it got loose. (laughs) Yes. Maybe it came from another planet and the other UFOs were trying to catch up to it. Or, Angela, what's your theory? <laughs> I'm like on the edge She's of my seat. so excited. So Mothman is a space puppy. <laughs> you cannot convince me otherwise. Okay, think about it. So yes. Mothman didn't hurt anybody. He was just curious, right. right? He was always looking at people. He was always looking at people. He was racing with the cars, uh-huh. just staring at people or going away and backing away. Right. I think he's a puppy, like all of a the little doggy. Yeah, he's just curious. He wants to see everything, and he was behaving like so sweet. I mean, not ominous, sweet, but like, but he wasn't trying to hurt anybody. He didn't. He touch just anybody. wanted to see what was going on. Yeah, he's and very curious. Then we have all these other alien sightings of mm-hmm. them just kind of popping and up. The men and in it looks black. like, and the men in black. Asking. It looks like they're looking for their lost dog. Their lost dog. That's my theory. <laughs> I think Mothman is an alien space, space puppy. I love it. I don't know if I'd say puppy, but yes, he's, he's a, he could a be a, an alien pet for sure, yeah. creature. So yeah, no, I get it. I think that's a really good theory that I haven't heard from anybody else. That's my theory and I'm sticking it. to it. Okay. Is it a bird? No, it is a space puppy. <laughs> <laughs> now the biggest speculation from Dr. Robert L. Smith, he's an associate professor, he was, of wildlife bi- biology at WVU, West Virginia University, mm-hmm. said the descriptions all fit the sandhill crane, the second largest American crane that stands as tall as a man. Uh, no, they don't. <laughs> a wingspan of seven feet, and there are large circles of bare reddish flesh around the crane's eyes. Okay, we are dispelling this right now, and I'm sure all all of you guys who believe in the Mothman mm-hmm. agree with this dispelling. Okay. okay. First of all, the red patches under the eyes yeah. would not be seen at night. No. Most of the sightings of Mothman yeah. were, you know, he was in the dark. He was in the shadows. They didn't have... Okay. If there was a light source, it would reflect the right. red eyes. Right. So the red eye is eye shine. It's eye shine. It's eye shine. It's not, it's not red patches under the eyes. You no. wouldn't be able to see that no. if the if the creature was in the dark. Right. And this crane has a long neck. A long, thin neck. Yes. And not muscular legs. No. Mothman has muscular legs. Mothman has muscle tone. Right. Also, the wingspan, I get. Yeah, That would I be the one that. thing. That's the only thing. But a crane would have to flap its wings to get off the ground. Mothman doesn't. Does not. Mm-mm. There you go. Some say the crane may have wandered out of its migration route and drank some toxic chemicals that leaked out of the TNT area, which gave it unusual characteristics. Zombie crane. No. No. It is not a crane. I'm tired so. of that theory. That does not hold any water here. John Space Ke- puppy. <laughs> 
Hashtag space puppy. John Keel, the American journalist that traveled to Point Pleasant for extensive research about the Mothman sightings, UFO sightings, and even wrote the book, The Mothman Prophecies, which later Ah. gave way to the 2002 film loosely based on the book, which we will be reviewing later. (laughs) She said that with a healthy, (laughs) healthy eye roll. No, my eyes did not roll in the back of my head. Even say that he even says that the later sightings above the country roads were most likely large owls. However, owls are not that big. I agree. When claims of the Mothman creature can hover into the sky like a helicopter, right? Mm -hmm. Without flapping its wings, it's hard to say it's some sort of bird. It is not a bird. It is a space puppy. I agree. Even my dog agrees. Right, Rosie? Space puppy. Space puppy. Okay. Now, last theory or speculation. Okay. Is it a warning dash premonition dash omen type creature? No, and I hate this mostly because of the movie, but <laughs> yeah, the movie made that really it was bad. Yeah. We'll get I don't into that I don't think more. it is. So there were other supposed sightings of the Mothman, which we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. or creatures similar to it in other disasters around the world and throughout time. But myths, legends, stories to help cope with disaster, who knows? You be the judge of these. Okay, so I'm going to go over a few of these. Freiburg Mine Collapse. The Freiburg, Freiburg. Mine Sorry, Collapse. No, terribly. you said it right. But you say it very German. Well, I've been to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't. September 10th, 1978. Freiburg, Germany, which is on the southern edge of the Black Forest. Yeah, hey, Black check Forest. Out episode one. Miners had just started their day and wa- were walking towards an entrance to a mine when they saw a man standing in front of them, supposedly in a trench coat. Oh. When they were just a few feet away, the quote unquote man in front of them opened his trench coat and it was not a coat. <laughs> he was a flasher. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought about it when I read this. I was like, what? No, they were large wings. Oh. Yes. Dun, 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 dun. Dun. The creature then let out a series of piercing shrieks, which would later be described as sounding like 50 men screaming Ooh. and the sound of a train's emergency brakes. Metal on metal. Yeah, metal on metal. Same sound. Yep. Okay. They freak out and they fled from the creature. They decided to clean the outside of the mine too afraid to go back in too soon, but they heard a massive subterranean explosion <gasps> that shook the ground. Ooh. Yeah. They rushed back to the entrance of the mine and the creature was gone, but they noticed a huge plume and smoke and flames bellowing from the entrance of the mine. Okay. New theory that goes along. I know I just made her eyes pop out. Okay. Okay. New theory that goes along with space puppy. Space puppy. Are we ready? Yeah. Okay. So these omens aren't bad omens. It's just the aliens coming to collect their dog and they're causing all of these like crazy mishaps. It's, have you ever seen Chicken Little? Chicken Little, yes. Uh, and they're the Oaky Acres. One? Yeah. Yes. Uh, Oaky Oaks or Oaky, Oaky Acres Oaks. or something yeah. like that. And they come to get the acorns and they lose their kid. They lose yes. their baby. Yes. Okay. Yes. The same thing. Huh? Same thing. <gasps> Disaster right. happens that's because creepy. the spacecraft, that's where my theory was born from Chicken Little. <laughs> But disaster happens because the spacecraft is landing. (laughs) The spacecraft is trying to land to collect their puppy. And it it causes a big boom or big explosion. That's why the the bridge collapsed. collapsed. Because they were trying to collect their puppy. And they totally did a wrong thing. Yeah. That's creepy. That's my theory. It's the aliens that are doing it. It's not Mothman. He's a puppy. He's a puppy. They determined all 36 miners would would have perished 
in the Freiburg mine if they had gone in that morning. See, he did a good thing. Yeah. Good boy. So what they call this creature, though, the Freiburg Shrieker. And they think it's either the Mothman or related since it was there to warn them to not go into the I've mine. heard of the Freiburg Shrieker. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. When I was in Germany, I okay. heard about it. Yeah. yeah. Big myth. Ooh. Second one, Chernobyl okay. disaster. Mothman was at Chernobyl? But again, remember the movie? This is why I don't, this is a great assault. Okay. Okay. All but right. Australian archaeologist Robert Maxwell is the only archaeologist that has worked at Chernobyl, completing two field excursions at the ex- exclusion zone in 2010 and 2012. He's very familiar with the legend of the Blackbird. Blackbird singing in the dead of night. She paused on purpose because she knew I was going to sing that because it's my favorite song. I it's love it. It's a great song. It's a great song. Days leading up to the meltdown in April, five employees had seen a large, dark, headless creature with gigantic wings and fire red eyes. Headless? I don't know. But yeah. okay, it's headless, but it has fire red eyes. Yeah. <laughs> part of its torso. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, crazy. Other Chernobyl employees started sharing similar experiences and some were left with that with horrifying nightmares. Others received threatening phone calls. These employees mm. would report the bizarre events to supervisors, but there wasn't much the officials could do for them. They dubbed the creature the Blackbird. Mm. Even residents of Pripyat saw the creature as it would fly over the town on numerous occasions. But then the meltdown happened. So the spacecraft, when they were trying to collect their puppy, oh, no. <laughs> caused the a nuclear. Chernobyl disaster. Oh, oh that's sad. <laughs> no. no. Some even claim to have seen the terrifying creature right before the explosion. But... How would you know that when, you know, they all perished, unfortunately? So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's silly. So most likely a legend or some say created by the Pripyat authorities about this was in order to prevent people from entering the radioactive area since looters are still a security problem, which but is insane. But didn't they learn from Point Place or Point, Point Pleasant? Pleasant? No. <laughs> Point Place, Michigan is that 70s show. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> from related. Point from Point Pleasant. What? That if you tell people that Mothman is there, it actually draws people mm-hmm. to that area. Right? Right? So you they did the So opposite. more people went to the TNT factory. Right, you're right. Yes. More people would go to Chernobyl. Yeah. Silly. Even though it's super radioactive, that's pretty dumb. Radioactive. This is a weird one. Last one. Swine okay. flu outbreak. <laughs> Mothman is responsible for swine flu. Apparently. Oh, no. Uh, residents he's of- not a puppy. He's, he's a pig. <laughs> Space pig. pig. Space pig. There you go. <laughs> residents of La Junta, Mexico on April 10th, 2009, began seeing a strange creature that was very tall and hairy with two expansive wings and wide bloodshot eyes. A young student reported the creature had chased him relentlessly. At the same time in the area began to see a rise in swine flu cases tied to the ongoing 2009 outbreak. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Angela Mendez and Viviana Ledesma claimed to have heard the creature in an apple orchard near the Menaka Cemetery. So they heard him. They heard him. And they theorized it was the Mothman. But they didn't see him. No. They heard him and they're like, oh, it must be Mothman. Was he shrieking? Do we know what they heard? No, it didn't say. Mm. I know. That was a very, very short thing. Skeptic pants are on for this one. That's why I don't think this is an omen kind of creature. I think, again, when disasters happen, people try to, you know, 
put something together to make it better into their their brains to right the, you know to ease everything yeah so, yeah oh this Mothman. wasn't like a natural disaster this wasn't a man-made something that yeah. we caused due to neglect or due to whatever <sighs> obviously yeah. it's an extraterrestrial being oh it has to be right <laughs> it's the mothman <laughs> no but whatever happened in our history and whatever these sightings may be, people are so deeply affected by this supernatural creature that they hold a huge festival dedicated yeah, to yeah. it. Happening right, right now, now, people. So the Mothman Festival has been happening for 20 years now. In yeah, it has. And it's a great way to celebrate their local legacy and uniqueness. The average attendance of the festival, this is crazy, 10 to 12,000 people per so year. So many people. That's awesome. Coming to see the Mothman. I love it. In 2003, they revealed a 12-foot metallic statue of the creature that was sculpted by artist Bob Roach. The Mothman Museum and Research Center opened in 2005. Yay! And there is even a Mothcam live stream set up on YouTube that started this past July, which is crazy because I watched it for a few minutes. <laughs> no, you did. That's awesome. It was weird. It was so quiet on the road. And it even says one person viewing. And that was me. And yeah. Like, You're like, that's me. Weird. I'm watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Just watching tourists like taking photos. And it's it's aimed directly at their statue. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense. Doesn't make it sense. should be at the TNT. I agree. They they should at least set up a camera at the TNT area, like twenty four seven. Absolutely. Like, a, like what is it? Like the ring, you know, like the yeah, <laughs> ring camera. Ring camera. Whenever there's movement, it's like it's a Mothman. It's Mothman. <laughs> yeah, I would totally do that. Yeah. So there is a bus tour though of the TNT area that we'll do. Nice. Yes. 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 We'll we're gonna go. Day. We're gonna do the bus tour. We're gonna totally do the bus tour, and it's a long one. I think it's like two hours at least. Sweet. But the festival has guest speakers, cosplay, and tons of treats and goodies. Yeah, it does. I think we when we go, mm -hmm. we should make a bunch of crocheted mothman <gasps> yes and just like give them around or sell them whatever yeah, i love it yes we that's should my dream yeah okay we have a dream we let's make a, it real <laughs> i have a dream <laughs> or how does I it go from tangled? tangled i know i just watched that i was like oh i love that movie so that's the mothman i love it space puppy space puppy i agree i don't well not puppy but space pig Space pig, because <laughs> of the swine flu. <laughs> All right. Well, are you ready to dive into movie time? Uh, <laughs> I guess we, we have to. <laughs> okay, guys. It's movie time. Today's movie. Yes. The Mothman Prophecies. Dun, dun, dun. We got to do our themes, y'all. So we, yeah. we watch this movie. This is a sacrifice to you guys. So you don't have <laughs> to watch it. No, you don't need to watch it anymore if you have not seen it. Because it's a 2002 movie. 20 years old. Yep. I think in our messed up recording, I said, hey, this one can drink. No, it can't. It's 20. It's only 20. <laughs> Maybe next year. Math. <laughs> Maybe math. next year. Hashtag math. IMDb rating it was a 6.4 out of 10 stars too high <laughs> yes I agree all right here's the synopsis a reporter is drawn to a small West Virginia town to investigate a series of strange events including psychic visions and the appearance of bizarre entities yeah I definitely fell asleep during this one when I was watching it it could not hold my attention <laughs> I can see that. The story had nothing to do with Mothman. It had very loose 
ties yeah to the they Mothman. kept trying to remind you that it was about mothman by showing the color red a lot the, the or red flashes two red circles mm-hmm. trying to make you think that ooh, maybe that could be mothman or right. ooh, those are eyes or you know and it definitely goes with the theory that mothman is not a real cryptid but more of a omen right an omen but a ufo yeah. omen kind of because he gets those phone calls too right well he gets phone calls okay from indrid cold right Ugh. they had to tie in the indrid cold story which made me mad because i'm like indrid cold is a whole separate it's thing totally different i agree it has nothing to do with mothman so when it came out i saw i actually saw this movie i don't know if it came when i saw it when it first came out but i saw it maybe a few years i actually enjoyed the movie at that time Okay. Yeah, because 2002, it was different. The whole cinematography, styles. yes, exactly how it was filmed. It has Richard Gere, it has Deborah Messing, it has Laura Linney, it has Laura Linney, and at that time they were so awesome. Oh God, I already forgot who was the best actor. Paxton, Will Patton. Will Patton. Right? Yes. Yeah. Will Patton was my favorite actor in this whole movie. He was really good. Yeah. He held my attention. He did, yes. Because he does that creepy smirk. smirk. He does that creepy yes. smirk. And you can see that little bit of crazy yes. right behind his eyes. He's believable. He holds that yeah. line very, very he does. well. He does a great job. Yeah. I couldn't be friends with him in real life. <laughs> He's probably method it. acting. He's probably a method actor because he really got into his role. Yeah. He was, was creepy. really creepy. But yeah, I, ugh. so the rest of the movie, I don't know. When he was on, I could pay attention. Yes. But everybody I'm else, sorry. I'm like, I know you I guys watch this. were just, well, no, I mean, it goes to theme. It's fine. <laughs> You guys don't have to watch it now. Don't watch it now. Because it doesn't hold up in this day and age. Yeah. And the movie has nothing to do with Mothman. No. And I can't believe they made a whole franchise of these. I mean, right. there's a bunch of I Mothman that. prophecy yeah. movies. Why? I don't get it. Well, okay. So <laughs> they tried to make this movie a movie Hollywood story with the love story, right? So Richard Gere and Deborah Messing are married. Yes. They are house hunting. They're like a happy couple at the beginning. He's like a journalist. I don't know what she does. And then she sees the Mothman and they, she's like, I think something's wrong with me. And they go to the hospital and she's got some tumor in her brain, right? Yeah. And she eventually dies of that. Yes. And then he's mourning her and then he ends up in Point Pleasant somehow. He's like driving to where it was like D.C. No, he's from D.C., right? He's from D.C. and he was driving somewhere somewhere. close, right? Virginia maybe or something. And he ends up in Point Pleasant, which is like miles and miles, hundreds of miles away. And And he did it in a span of like two hours, two hours. And there's no way it was like eight hours away. He couldn't couldn't have have done that. That was the coolest part for me. I think that was like, ooh, that's ominous. It is ominous. But I'm like, they didn't go into into that. Yeah, they didn't expand that. It was just like, oh, I'm here. here, And, you know, it's hours late. And then he kept going back and forth between Point Pleasant and DC. I'm like, okay, I don't know. It, and it wasn't a big deal. It, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't like hours and hours and hours. Yeah, it, was it was always like, like okay, like, oh, I have here. this two hour portal yeah. that I can just be there. Right. It's so like a it wormhole. made no sense. Yeah. <laughs> My wormhole theory. But Will Patton comes in and it's like he's seen him before and then he gets stuck in Point Pleasant because now he's investigating because they keep seeing the Mothman and Laura Linney comes in and she's a cop. And it's just, it gets insane. And yeah. I didn't like how, like you said, like they're tying into premonitions now. They tied Indrid Cold, but it was like not UFO. It was yeah. more of like a 
a weird being, right? Yeah, and it's the movie is supposed to be about Mothman and about Mothman prophecies. And right. every once in a while, they'll show things like, "Oh yeah, just to remind you, this is what the movie is about." Mm-hmm. And it's not about it's that not. at all. It's about him trying to reconnect with his dead wife. Yes, his lost love. Yes, and it's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> and and the rest of it, it's like there's two separate movies yes, going on. I agree that don't mesh at all with each other. Right. And only at the very end when they finally get to the silver bridge right. where you're like, oh, now I see how this is tied into Mothman. Yeah, everybody <laughs> has now been seeing or like all the premonitions. All the premonitions come together tie at into this, point. this bridge. Even Laura Lenny's character, they had to tie her in saying, yeah. I had this dream about it, but a number, wake up presents number in 35. And, yeah. Yeah, that was dumb. <laughs> so they eventually <laughs> tied it all in, but it had nothing to do with it Mothman. It had nothing to do with the, moth, the it was, actual Mothman It was stories. a love story. Yes. Uh, it was a man mourning his wife, right. trying to reconnect with her. Get her back in a way. And then there were some other creepy side stuff happening, but sure. that wasn't the main nope. part of the story at all. Not at all. And so it made no sense. It did So I did not like it. I, I just like thought it, it was kind of like, meh. Yeah. I watched it. It was kind of boring, fine. right? Fine. Yeah. I fell asleep yeah. during during the exposition part, right where where he finally meets what's his name Alexander in the in the movie. Oh, who's supposed to be the the actual scientist? Yeah, right? the, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's dumb, guys. Yeah. So, what is your? <laughs> <laughs> we jump right to it. My stitches. I'd say one. Unfortunately. A one. Yeah. It went lower last time. You gave it a I three. Think I gave, give I give it a three? Yeah, you gave it a three. Uh, I keep thinking about it now, and I don't like it as much anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love I like I said I loved it when I first saw it I thought it was so cool because again that style I didn't even know much about the Mothman so it was kind of it made more sense to me watching it but now uh-huh. that I know more about it and doing all the research I don't like it at all oh wow okay what's your rating uh, well I was gonna just stick with the three but forget <laughs> about it let's 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 go drop it down a couple notches yeah yeah let's okay. you know I'll go with you it's a one okay it's an okay like it's okay I will watch it and fall asleep during it. It's one of the movies that like, sure, I'll put it on when I'm going to bed at night and I'll fall asleep to it and be fine. I won't even do that. It's not scary. It's not. And we had to rent it, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's another reason why we're mad is we had to rent it. We had it. to rent this movie. We were like, <laughs> We wasted three bucks on this movie. <laughs> oh, it was good to give it to you guys so you don't have to see it. Okay. Don't, yeah. Don't see this movie. Don't see it. We saved you three bucks. There you go. We saved you a rental. <laughs> Well, guys, if you enjoyed our podcast, please reach out to us. You can get a hold of us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Have you seen The Mothman? Have you seen any other cryptids? Or do you have any other things that you guys maybe want us to cover on this podcast? Please email us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on any of our socials. Any of our socials. Yeah. We, we don't stick to all of our socials. Instagram's my favorite. Sorry. And, yeah. And you can definitely find, we'll get, answer you quicker <laughs> on Instagram. I don't even have TikTok on my phone. So I, you don't still? No, I still You're don't hilarious. have hilarious. I have the TikTok and it's we, I try. Yeah. I try, guys. We're just, we're two moms that just like, eh, we, we try. Yeah. <laughs> the whole show is run by us. We're trying to do everything and and have our kids yes. and run a farm. And yes. And have a life. So if we don't get to you right away, it's not because we don't want to. It's no. because we just we haven't just checked have the, the socials yet. 
but we, we really, really, really do want to connect yes. with you. If you guys are using any of the crochet <gasps> that yes. that we throw out, throw any, of out patterns, you, yes. any of our patterns, please let us know. We want to see pictures. Please, we want to connect with you. Too. Absolutely. We'll post them. So I guess with that, yeah. we'll see you, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers. Oh.